morning, Tuesday morning, Dirty Harris. Uh, today is February 8th, 2022. I'm going to try to say that before the show every time because um, now that the months are going by and the show's coming up on two years, um, you know, I want to know a date that we're talking about. You know, if I say February 22nd and it's, you know, could be five years ago, who would know, you know? Uh, any case, um, what am I going to talk about today? There's so much on my plate, so much in my head, I don't know you know where to start. But the fun thing is, I'm at the house doing what I want to do. What does that mean? What is doing what you want to do? Well, first of all, I, I'm not working a corporate job anymore or a job where I have to report to someone other than you know to people that are booking me for gigs which is really minimal, and if anything, um, you know, I'm still tied into that a little bit. I do get my own gigs, but I have to report to these guys or respond to emails and text messages to them, but, you know, at any given time, I could not talk to them or whatever, but I choose to because it puts money in my pocket, and it's really an easy gig. You know, I have to listen to a couple emails come through my, uh, you know, once or twice a month, um, it's kind of maybe considered bullshit, but for someone like me, I I feel like everything is bullshit. Uh, I'm not saying that's a good thing, uh, but what is a good thing is that I'm actually um, working on just trying to become the best version of who I am and understanding who I am, and I don't know how much that matters to anyone else. Maybe other people are fine with just you know, go into a job and, and, and settling in and you got your money and your bills are paid and and, and uh, you have a means to an end and, you know, your kids are happy and everyone seems relatively healthy uh, and moving forward uh, in this thing we do uh, called life, right? Uh, that's all good. Um, I'm just trying to be authentic and then when I when I say that so many things about me aren't authentic um, take for example like my discipline my discipline um, you know I, I look at guys like Jocko and um, uh, you know even Joe Rogan and stuff like that um, I hate to even say the guy's name because I feel like there's so much controversy with him right now but you know he's a he's a he's a big time player right now in the game and in the world and um, but there's something to be said for his accomplishments you know his discipline and his belief in what he's capable of doing is is proven to to work for him um, I did a podcast the other day and I didn't post it because I thought well I don't want to you know I don't want to be looked at or thought of or even think of myself as someone who's just shallow but in many ways I probably am you know i um, some of the people that I admire the most are, um, well, I mean, I gave a list of them. I mean, you know, recently over the last five or six years, I mean, Jordan Peterson, Tony Robinson has been an inspiration for me. Uh, even guys that are in his league, um, like Tony Robinson, um, you know, inspirational guys. Uh, they were pretty cool. Um, you know, Rogan's been an inspirational. Jocko, obviously, um, some of the Grace people in the Gracie family, uh, Ricks and Gracie. Uh, particularly, I read his book. Um, 
he's known as like the greatest Gracie or maybe the greatest Jiu-Jitsu guy of all time. I mean, legendary back in the day. And then, and then moving forward, you know, and then also have like, you know, Jordan was an inspiration to me. Uh, more like a romantic idea about Jordan because he was just so phenomenal and so smooth and just a, when, when we got to watch him play in live real life time it was fucking amazing and it was a beautiful thing to watch especially being a young kid like we didn't have influences I didn't really get to watch Cream and, and, and Magic Johnson and Bird much I mean I got to see them kind of like um, after after they were already in their prime you know I got to see like highlights of them or or heard about their legacy, uh, but to see something in real time um, is pretty cool. You know, it's a pretty cool thing. And um, but you know, everything passes, and someone is always willing to take your spot when that happens. Um, whether you're a high-profile athlete or uh, you, know, you know, just someone that with that seems to uh, create a lot of attention towards themselves, or people are drawn to them for whatever reason, whatever that that whole thing is um but being authentic you know um we are really just collections of other people's ideas and thoughts and conversations you know we're constantly borrowing and stealing and rearranging things that people tell us or say to us and things that we learn and then interpret it our own way and and kind of create which is which is kind of a cool thing you know it's kind of evolution of humanity um or mindsets you know and um if you if you sit stagnant and you're not doing those types of things um and you don't really have to, you don't have to necessarily like listen to other people you could just be out in nature and and connecting walking in the woods or running and i say those things because, and i don't do nearly enough of that stuff but i know it's out there and i know people are doing it and they're probably living their best life and they're doing it in a quiet, humble way, I, I would assume. At least that's my perception of it. I'm probably right. Um, but, uh, you know, you're reading uh, books and stuff like that, um, you know, collecting ideas, um, just trying to better yourself. Uh, what's what's wrong with that? You know, I think we, we need to do that. Uh, the other thing that I've been listening to, uh, obviously, is, is more new stuff. And it's pro- probably because of the COVID shit. Um, and I don't know if it's really helped me. I, I would. There was a quote I read the other day. It said that to, to be successful, you have to be confident and ignorant. And I thought, well, that's profound, isn't it? Like, because I, I talk about being ignorant all the time. I feel like ignorance is kind of bliss. Like the less you know, the better off you are about something. That's why, like young people, when they're, you know, they have this in this thing inside them, they're like they can do anything because they haven't been. Um, you know, contaminated by the world or by negative people and, and, and then negative experiences. You know, they just, they only know what their dreams are. And, uh, and there's another quote that, you know, my daughter posted the other day and we, her and I always talked about this. You know, she was always pretty creative as a, a, a kid. She still is. Um, but when she was a child, it was, and, and that's the beauty about having your own kids is that you get to see the the creativity and the artist the artistry that's in your child at an early age and we kind of fuck them up by putting them on schedules 
and you know making them feel like they you know they need to be a part of the working class you know and fit into society and and i think there's something to be said about that but losing that that creative aspect of the of the of that person is uh, a sin and it's sad um you know because we're always pursuing you know winning and and then um making money and and you know and, and realizing that money fixes a lot of problems because in essentially it does in a world that's completely fucked up right we're we're a fucked up society like i mean you think about how we go about doing business we all accept it you know you go to school every day you got teachers you know that sit in front of classrooms of 20 30 students that sit in desks and nowadays, I don't even know if they're even teaching. I mean, they're watching videos or handing out, you know, assignments through links on the internet. They don't even have workbooks anymore. It's all on the computer. Half the computers that they have at the school don't work properly. I worked at the school for five years. I fucking know this because I've watched kids go in and out of the IT room working on their shitty computers and getting loaner computers and losing homework assignments and never really anyone really advocating for the kid unless the parents like fucking live it then they go in and just fix it because like wow we just want to make everyone happy but they're not just they're not really they're just kind of getting by school systems public school systems are a fucking shit show there's there's too much of that going on but get back to my point um you know about uh kids losing their create their creative juices you know you we all we all know people who are super creative and and the thing that we think about them is like they they just refused or ignored the world um and refused to accept that i'm going to live like everyone else and follow the 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 path that everyone is on because you know it seems to be that's the way it's going like i've always been one like even when i was younger with my friends my friends would all go this way they're gonna go watch the a bunch of guys fight or or they're gonna go what i just decided I'm not going to go. I would rather hunker down with one person or two other people and, and go do something else. Maybe go smoke a joint in the woods and, and listen to music or something like that and talk and, you know, look at the stars. Like, I was just that kind of guy, you know, and, and, and I guess that's perceived as kind of weird, but um, I'd rather do that than follow the norms. I mean, not so you don't have to go smoke a joint, but I mean, that's what we did when we were younger. Um, but to get back to my point about the, an artist, my daughter used to draw pictures, and um, I loved looking at her, her stuff. Um, first of all, it was better than anything I ever did, so I was always blown away that, and, and, and like extremely happy that she could draw something that looked cool and, and different, and, and and nothing that resembled anything else that she saw it was all kind of out of her own mind so she remembered that she made a she made a uh, a picture of a a woman wearing like a a sweater I think I still have the picture around here somewhere but the buttons were like crooked you know and as I say this I'm thinking maybe maybe I've read this somewhere I don't know but the idea is that 
the the buttons weren't all the same size. Like if you look at your shirt and you have buttons on it, they're all the same size, right? And they were all they probably have the four holes in it and they have, you know, stitching into it to go into the shirt. But her buttons were like crooked. One was off to the left. One was real big. Another one was small and wasn't. Sh- they all had different shapes, and that's fucking art. Um, because in the it's just everything is just coming out subconsciously. It's just being made in that moment, and the imperfections are what's perfect, what's beautiful. And as we get older, we start noticing that. Well, perfect. We know we look for perfection. Like you look at, you know, like girls always have these self-image stuff, and I say that, but I don't know. But I would assume they do because they talk about it all the time. They look in a catalog and they see a girl who, you know, has the perfect breast size, or hips are the perfect size. She has perfect lips, her hair is long, she has perfect eyes. You know, her nose is, you know, uh, perfectly uh, in line with her face. You know, and we look at those things, and you know, there it is beautiful. I mean, it is, but. That's not the only thing that's beautiful. Like, imperfections are beautiful. You know, um, pick, poking at myself here a little bit. Like, I, for some reason, uh, as a kid, uh, I was always tortured for, like, having a, a big nose. Like, everyone said that. Like, I never, it, it, it bothered me, I think, for a little while. Because when you're a teenager, like, things bother you like that, you know. Um, but, like, I got tortured. Like, I mean, it was like a, it was a way to kind of keep me in check. Like, by making me feel bad about myself, you know, other people, or, you know, and then I had to, like, defend myself, or then I, you know, you come up with these mechanisms to kind of, you know, and then you just have to laugh at it at some point, you're like, what the fuck, you know, and then, but when you have imperfections, or people point them out, then you want to point out other people's imperfections, you know, and, and the reality is the imperfections are what is fucking beautiful, and um, the insecurities of, of what people have, or what other people have done to these people are, are what's a fucking shame um yeah so you know art is something that is lost and and i talk about that and i talk about being on being you know on our cell phones as much as we do because i just don't know how many uh how, how much art is being put out there like i do see some incredible like guitar players on like instagram and stuff like that young players um but they're promoting themselves and they're not, they're not like, um, they're not in their head in Instagram. They're in their, their imaginary world and they're posting the stuff and they're getting feedback from the outside world in and they're taking it in and they're using that as motivation to become better artists. I think that's happening, but that's not, for most people, that's not what's going on. People are just spectators. They're kind of just looking in, you know, they're, they're following, um, society's rules, you know, get a job, go to school, go to college, you know, go get a job, get fat and out of shape, um, you know, then get sick and be put on medication and then, um, you know, blame the world and then fucking die, you know, something along those lines. Um, but you know, the art, the artistry is great. So like, you know, that's why, that's why I find like, uh, Jordan Peterson interesting, you know, he's got a couple great, um, podcast and he has some really great um, lectures where he talks about you know just kind of mindful thinking stuff you know you don't have to agree with 100 um, percent you know he's definitely uh, a guy that's against what's going on in the world as far as you know the the left being um, just you know cancer culture and how they're trying to change how we talk about people 
um, you know, and their genders and stuff like that. And, and you wonder, like, how much of that stuff is really um, a way to just control a narrative so people are thinking about certain things instead of just thinking about being creative and being artistic and, and, and being innovative, you know. We're so worried about that kind of bullshit, you know, uh, and talking about, like, you know, gender stuff and, and race and all that. And, uh, it's so silly, you know, and we all are, we all have, are guilty of it at some levels, either by just because you, you lived in an environment where that was being beaten over your head and, or you've seen it all the time. Um, you know, but if you're, if you're a creative person, I think you do, are, uh, or if you accept that you have some creativity and you pursue that, you're able to see the world a little differently or see things a little differently. Like, hey man, there's a narrative and there's an agenda and it's, it's not, it's not for me. It's for, it's for greed, you know? Um, and, um, I don't know, maybe I'm off a little bit. I, I have to, you know, I would love to be able to dive in and talk about that with some other people who maybe have similar thoughts or, uh, are analytical about those things. I just don't know, um, why we are where we are and why things are accepted the way they are. Um, you can't go anywhere now. With, I mean, I see people walking with their dogs and, and just the phone jammed in their face, you know. Um, and, and then when you see someone that doesn't, you, they, you're like, oh, there's there's a person from the 90s, you know. <laughs> or someone like you just like, oh, yeah, this is, this is what's going on. And there's nothing, to me, there's nothing attractive about seeing someone take pictures of themselves in public or, um, you know, doing videos of themselves it's just it's just like a really bizarre behavior you know and it's so accepted everyone's doing it so if you know I guess it used to be weird yeah it's just like anything else in life the first time you see someone do it there's like a you know, visceral effect like what are they doing you know it's like the first time you went to a restaurant and you heard someone talking on your cell phone you thought how rude now people do it all the time I mean, I play gigs sometimes. Some people will sit at the table in front of me, and as I'm playing and singing, they got their phone on, showing everyone videos, and I can hear the fucking video being played. And sometimes it's like a song and stuff like that. And I thought, that's fucking rude. But it's not, because people just don't even, they just don't care. I mean, no one, there is no... You know, they, I mean, they don't have to pay attention to me, and I, re- I, and I know that. But it's, it's the weird competition. Like I'm playing, and now you're, you got a phone, and you're jamming that in everyone's face while I'm playing. Like those weird, there's those weird little things that go on that make me just kind of hate people in general. Because I feel like I wouldn't do that, but I wouldn't do that because, you know, obviously I'm a performer and I'm an artist, and I try to be. I don't know if I try to be. I just am conscious of those types of things. Unless the person sucks, and then you know, and then you would do it. So then that's the other thought that comes in here. Well, maybe I suck, you know. Or maybe they don't like the song. They feel like whatever they're doing, uh, whatever they're watching is more important. But, yeah, it doesn't affect, that doesn't affect me a whole lot. It's just ob- little observations like that. Um, you know, or you go to a sporting event, you know, and people, everyone's like looking at their phone, you know. Like, what, what, or a music, a concert. 
Like, why are you videotaping everything that's going on? You know, as as I, like when I play, people sometimes will videotape a song that they hear me play, and it's usually some a song that's like I don't even really enjoy doing. It's like a a popular song. Like, uh, well, I wouldn't say I, I don't enjoy this song, but like Tennessee Whiskey is a popular song that people really enjoy, and you know, people videotape it all the time. And, you know, God forbid I sing it flat or I fuck it up because that's a you know it's kind of an iconic song. Chris Stapleton's voice is iconic, and you want to at least honor the song um you know people are videos but like who's watching that like who's gonna go watch that you know i mean i guess if you're scrolling through instagram you go through somebody's story and you, you see what two seconds of it and you go right to the next one two seconds the next one right to the next one i mean our attention span is like this isn't good enough this isn't good enough it's just and if you haven't looked at porn that's exactly what porn is it's like you look at it and it's 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 un, un, it's like you know you look at it, you're like oh my god like this is really happening and, and it's kind of like you know uh, intoxicating um, and then you scroll through until you find something you like and then uh, the more you do it the more you realize well there is I really don't like any of it I just like the idea uh, the dopamine hits that my brain gets from doing it and that's what we're all addicted to you know um, so I think like porn is definitely a really bad thing and I think being addicted to your your phone looking at uh, scrolling uh, is really bad I mean I'm getting bad I got this newer newer phone now and it's I'm on Instagram way more than I have been in the last couple months um, you know promoting my podcast and doing my music stuff but I'm also just scrolling and looking at stuff and and looking at stuff that I shouldn't be looking at, you know, it's like you can go to this one, like hit the search button, and then there's like all the stuff, and it's like all the things that you kind, of, it's all the things that you has a, the algorithm is built where it's like all the things that you kind of like. So I got the jujitsu in there, I got the you know the, uh, the more of the conservative side of things, even though I don't wouldn't really consider myself a conservative, but I'm more conservative than I am liberal, I guess. Um, so there's there's those things, and then there's like. You know, sometimes it's, I guess, maybe they, they hate stuff. They try to drag me into the, where it's really evil, you know, the hate, really hateful stuff. And then, um, you know, then there's the, obviously there's the supermodels, you know, with their gigantic butts and their beautiful bodies and stuff like that. You know, you kind of scroll through that a little bit. And then there's the, the guitars and, you know, it's all the same shit. If you look at it, you know, well, this is what it really looks like. Because it's like, you know, it's like, okay, it's music, it's jiu-jitsu. Yeah, I mean, I do yoga, but there's probably never any yoga thing in it. I mean, it's, who wants to watch fucking yoga videos? Um, you know, uh, basketball, and it's pretty much Jordan and Kobe. And then anything LeBron, I try to just block. Um, but I do watch some of the videos because the guy's a monster. Um, uh, he's like, he's like... I, He's like a truck on the basketball court, literally, like going at uh, high speeds and just doing incredible things. Um, but yeah, it's weird, you know, you go through that and uh, I hate myself for that. I mean, that's the part about, about myself that I, I, I don't like, you know, um, but I am trying to do, do things that I like to do. This morning I got up and took notes. Um, I want to do a podcast on ketamine. So I went and did a some research on that this morning, took notes, and went pretty good. And then, you know, after about 20 minutes, I'm bored with it. I don't want to look at it no more. So then I went to back to jiu-jitsu and watched some jiu-jitsu videos, you know, how to how to uh, protect yourself and how to keep people in your guard. And if they get 
pasture guards. There's two types of guards. There's loose guard and there's tight guard. Loose guard is when they pass your legs and tight guard is when they actually pass your legs and then, you know, are able to control your neck and your shoulder and by putting, you know, putting their chest on you and, and stuff like that and how you, how you protect yourself. All those little things that, you know, you're trying to learn. Uh... Yeah, so those kinds of things, you know, and then, you know, go, I'm like, oh, I need to work on my music stuff because I got private gigs this week and, I'm, you know, working on new songs and I do that for 20 minutes and then, you know, I get into something else and I'm like, yeah, I need to take care of my fucking podcast and talk about this stuff. So I just, it's weird. It's weird talking to yourself for 25 minutes, 30 minutes uh, out loud too, but can you imagine what's going on in your head if these are just the things that are coming out of your mouth as stream of conscious and as you're talking you have a gazillion other things going on in your head I don't know maybe other people don't do that I know I do I mean when I'm doing gigs I'm playing guitar leads singing someone could be talking to me and I could still be knowing I could know what's going on over here to my left uh, I'm conscious of all this stuff the surroundings of, all, of everything and it's it's fucking bizarre you know and then um you know, and then there's other times where I'm working with my band and, and, and um, my head's fucked up because it doesn't sound right or it's too loud or, you know, kind of thinking. And I can't remember the name of a song like that I wrote I'm trying to, you know, communicate to people. It's just, uh, you know, because I got all this other stuff going on in my head that's blocking me thinking clearly. And that's why, uh, you know, I feel like exercise and, you know, meditating is 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 beneficial because if you don't do those things, then I would I would just become a fucking mess, you know. Uh, and I'm kind of a mess, hot mess anyway. Anyway, um, yeah, 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 yeah. But back to you know being creative um, and being an artist. Um, you know, everybody has it in them. Um, even drawing. You know, I mean, I, I'm not a very good drawer. I but I but I sketch sometimes and and, and draw pictures. You know. Uh, my son's like, dude, this is a, is this a bird that you drew? I'm like, yeah, I drew a fucking bird the other day. And it wasn't because I wanted to draw a bird. I was just kind of scribbling, and it, it looked like a, it made, like, this really cool wing. And then I was like, oh, maybe I can attach a head to it. And then I did, and, I, and it made some legs. And I was like, fuck, looks pretty pretty good. I would never show it to anyone. Um, or I'm not that proud of it. But I thought, oh, this is kind of cool, you know. But it's still creative, I and mean, you're still creating something, you know. And, you know, and... Uh, you know, there was a podcast that Jordan Peterson did with, uh, I think maybe Joe Rogan, and I, I, he talked about, um, you know, uh, the, the society wants everybody to be like passive and and gentle and all this stuff, and and he made a point. He's like, no, you should learn how to be a fucking dangerous monster, and then learn how to control that, and then. You know, and then I'm 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 listening. I'm like, yeah, that's it. Because we talked about this in my podcast the other day about sports, and and I, and I've been thinking about like how it's turned me into when I watch the game. I mean, I yell at the refs. I mean, I, mean, I yell at players. I mean, high school kids. I mean, I don't care. I mean, I'm not like a dick all the time, but you know, I could. When you see stupid behavior, you're like, you just want to match it, you know. And, um, not that that's good, trust me. Um, I don't know. I, uh, I just feel like it, it'd be better, you know. And then there's been, in one game, I remember I was, it was actually a couple games ago, it was when Cooper hurt his arm. 
uh, the whole game, I was like in check. Yeah, you know, wasn't yelling. I was letting, just trying to observe what's going on and observe all the people around me without letting it get inside of me, and then turning me into, you know, the the the, the monster that I, I'm capable of being. And um, but I think the the beauty of that is knowing that if you can be that person, but then you can keep yourself in check. That's the beauty of it. You know what they say is it's better to be a um, a warrior in a garden, you know, working in your garden, than be a gardener in a war. You know, like knowing how to uh, to be uh, extremely dangerous, uh, but also learning how to be completely connected to the earth and, and, and doing those things. It's better to be that way versus just being passive and. Um, I, I think, I mean, that's, I agree with that as much as possible. And that's why I'm still continuing, like trying to go to the gym, take care of myself. You know, we kid around about it. Uh, my, with my, yeah. my instructor that teaches me jujitsu, he's like, yeah, you gotta be hard to kill. We laugh about it. We say it like tongue in cheek, but there's a little bit of truth to it. Like you just want to be able to protect yourself and you know, I mean, someone pulls out a gun, it's over or a knife, you know, you're in bad shape. Um, but the idea of being, you know, in physical combat, um, um, if it happened, you don't want to be surprised by it because it can cause PTSD majorly if something happens to you. Think about, like, think about when you're a kid and if you're not an aggressive person, if someone slaps you in the face or, or especially if they did it or humiliated you in front of a bunch of people, you know, how you felt about it. How did you react to that? You know, I can recall a time many times I mean my first really encounter with sticking up for myself I was six years old and I had red hair and freckles and my dad wasn't around my dad left my mom and she was pregnant with me that's a whole nother fucking story but man my mom lived with my grandpa and we had like a three story house that he built and we lived in the top apartment and anyway I was to go to the neighborhood and people would call me Alfred e. Newman and Howdy Doody and I had no I fucking idea who those people were at the time but I remember there was a big family uh, that used to kind of like, you know, a bunch of boys. And there was a lot of boys in the neighborhood. And when we were younger, we were all out on the street, you know. Um, and we were out on the street, and I remember they were picking on me. And they wanted me to fight this kid, PJ, or TJ. I can't remember. I think it was TJ or PJ. And he was in second grade, and I was in kindergarten. So I'm six. He's eight. You know, it's a big difference when you're, when you're that little. It's a big difference. And um, they wanted us to fight, and... I remember just not knowing what to do, but I just kind of froze and something happened. He like hit me or whatever and I, I, I snapped and I, I remember like stomping on his fucking face, like as a kid, kicking him in the face and they, everyone pulled me off and like, then they like made me feel like I was crazy. But I was like, from that point on, and I didn't realize it really that much because I was just kind of like it was a traumatic event for me but people kind of backed off you know uh, I remember even my brother uh, Bobby he probably doesn't remember this or because he went through a lot of shit too but um, he didn't stick up for me either he was kind of like he was part of the crowd like you know because um, they all liked him because he was cooler than I was um, 
but I remember that, you know, and I'll never, and I'll never forget it. You know, I mean, I just remember that feeling of just complete loneliness, you know, and it's something that I've never been able to escape from, you know, and, and that's the kind of weird shit that you get, you know, when, when, when people are selfish, you know, I'm talking about like, you know, when people decide to leave their kids and their families and stuff like that because they're trying to get a piece of ass, you know, like, you know, it happens, but it's, it's, you know, if you make a mistake, you need to fix it. You can't just continue to go down that path. That's a whole nother story too. But, you know, then, uh, moving forward, you know, my mom ended up, uh, meeting my stepbrother or stepfather who had some kids that were just complete assholes. And I got my ass beat when I was six years old in the backseat of a black Buick by a 16 year old. Um, my stepbrother beat the fuck out of me in the back of a, uh, my mom's car because we picked him up and you know we we're kind of like wrestling and like he was like he was older and it was he was giving me some kind of attention and he was doing it like in a physical way like wrestling with me and then I don't know then he just beat the fuck out of me it's like he just snapped you know kind of like a rapid dog you know like you know you think the dog's cool and then as the dog gets elevated it becomes like it wants to eat you and that's how it was so and that happened to me. I mean, really, all through, you know, until I was a, a, a young teenager, and then, uh, yeah, it's fucking weird, you know, but then, you know, when I was a young teenager, I remember being on the school bus, all these, like, events are, are pretty, or no, there was another event, too, I remember being on the playground, and somebody was trying to intimidate me, and it was a German kid, I think his name was Robbie Wiedhaus, or something like that was his name, and... He was trying to intimidate me, and then I, he said, all right, well, we used to call it the piss hole. There used to be like this concrete block at the school, and it was literally like the size of uh, a small uh, shed, but it was, the ceiling was super high. It was just really, it was really like just a one wall to the left, a wall to the back, and a wall to the right. So it was like a, a mini size racquetball court, so visualize that, right? But it was made out of brick. But we used to call it the piss hole because everyone just go piss in there for some reason. And uh, I was like, okay, yeah, we'll fight in there. And he never showed up. And then he apologized to me. And then I was like, okay, that's cool. And then not shortly after that, I got followed home by two guys. And I remember I had a King Kong lunchbox. And I tell the story all the time because it's fucking epic. And um, these two guys followed me home. They were sixth graders. I was probably, or fourth graders, fifth graders, I don't know. I don't know grade out. I was maybe third grade, fourth grade. But I, mean, I must have been third grade because I had a lunchbox. It was a King Kong lunchbox. And it was one of those metal ones, you know, with a, maybe like a metal handle, you know. It wasn't like the cheap ones that I have now. But they kept pushing me, you know. And I lived about two and a half, three blocks from the school. And they were just pushing me, just bullying me. And I remember in my head, because I'm an athlete, I think, I thought, as soon as he pushes me, as soon as I feel it happen again, I'm going to turn and I'm going to fucking swing. And they did. They pushed me. And I remember with my right hand, I had a thing in my hand. I dropped that thing fucking down to fucking Mississippi. And I turned around and I swung as hard as I could. And I hit this motherfucker in his fucking jaw. And the handle broke off. And the other kid's eyes, I remember he just kind of lit up. And I remember there was, I was completely calm, like, inside. Like, I was ready for fucking battle. You know, it was just the weirdest sensation. 
and um, you know, I remember going home, and then you know, my obviously my King Kong lunchbox was all fucked up, but I had a thermos in it, so that thing had some fucking weight to it. You know, it probably had tea. My mom used to make fucking tea and stick it in there, so that little fucking thermos is fucking heavy. Probably weighed two pounds. I mean, that's fucking heavy. So there was that time, and then when I got to junior high, I don't know why I'm telling the story, but it's kind of fun to talk it out loud. I um. I remember uh, my friend Scott was, um, we were, he was one of my best friends growing up. He, lived, he was my neighbor across the street, and he wasn't an athlete. He was, uh, but he was an artist. His mind was very, like, creative. He could build things, and he always, he had such a great imagination. Um, something that you don't see anywhere anymore, and when you do see it, you should stop and really enjoy someone who has a, an incredible imagination. So put it this way, this kid used to, when it used to rain, he would run up and down the street in the puddles in bare feet. And uh, my stepdad, who never laughed at anything, used to get a real kick out of that because it was, it was hot. But that's kind of, I mean, he loved the, the, when the leaves changed or when he, when, he would, when he would mow the lawn and there would be like green grass, but some of the leaves would fall on the grass. And he would talk about those things. And it made me go, yeah, I love that too, you know. So we used to listen to Rush and... And pretend we were Neil Peart. You know, Neil Peart was a drummer of Rush. We used to line up pillows on his bed and do all these cool things. Um, and um, but um, we were on the bus in junior high. Scott was a year older than me, so I think I was in sixth or seventh grade because that's when we went to junior high. And you know, the bullies the bullies always sat in the back of the bus, and I was like two or three rows from the bullies, you know, because I wanted to be in the back of the bus because that's where the cool people were, I guess, or who thought they were cool. And uh, they were slapping, pe- they were licking their hands and slapping people on the back of the neck, you know. And they did do it to me, but Scott, my friend, um, he was he was a little, he was a lot more nerdier than he is now. He's a man now, but he was a little nerdier when we were in school, and he kind of had this gigantic forehead. And instead of slapping him on the neck, they slapped him on the forehead. And when they did, he just looked at me, and I could see the anger in him, but he didn't have. He didn't. Ha- he didn't go through the things that I went through at an early age, where he could, you know, he was kind of protected in his little environment. You know what I mean? Like, I want to say he was coddled, but he didn't have any big brothers. You know, he, he wasn't tortured <laughs> at an early age, and uh, wasn't able to engage in combat. And I remember thinking, if those motherfuckers hit me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking kill somebody. And I, literally, as I was thinking that. I got slapped on the back of the neck. And like right out of a Spider-Man movie, I remember being in a sitting position. And this is the beauty of being young, is you have this, these abilities to do incredibly, uh, almost um, superhuman things. I jumped over that fucking seat from a sitting position and slapped whoever slapped me or whoever was close to me, who I thought did it, across the face. And again... I was super calm, and everybody just shut up, you know, and uh, one of the, the big tough kid on the bus was like, he didn't physically say anything, like touch me, but he was like, you need to sit down before, you know, I tell this guy to kick your ass, and, you know, and granted, I wasn't really, this kid was a football player, he was kind of rugged, and he had like nine brothers, Decker was his last name, Dom Decker, and, uh, I wouldn't say I was intimidated, but I was not going to initiate a fight with him. Um, 
and so I sat down, but from that point on, they never fucked with Scott or me again, you know, and, and those kinds of stories go on and on, and there's been times where, you know, I've had my ass handed to me for sticking up for myself, too, and, and that's, that's fucking humbling, man, you know, sticking up for yourself and then getting your ass handed to you, uh, it, it really makes you who you are, like, getting your fucking ass beat, there's no better fucking lesson in life, you know, I mean, I'm not saying you deserve an ass beating to learn a lesson, but to be in a physical, being in a physical confrontation with another human being, and they're trying to hurt you, and you're trying to hurt them, and 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 I'm not saying it's healthy, but it's but there's something about that that makes you appreciate um, peace and love and and a, a hug and and stuff like that, and I think that's why when I watch guys fight MMA or boxers and when they're fighting and then there's like this there's this gratitude and there's this connection this human connection after a fight and I'm not saying it's the only way you can get that Cody's Guns connections but there is something definitely spiritual powerful about that um, and that's another reason why I love the martial arts I mean jiu-jitsu I mean I was doing karate when I was a kid and then or not a kid when I was uh, uh, when I was like 19 I got into karate and I got into kickboxing and stuff like that and I was never very good at it I mean I was an athlete so I was I, I could do it and I wasn't very disciplined I would have been probably good at it but um, I also know that people who like to fight I had a whole nother level like sticking up for yourself is one thing but wanting to fight on a daily basis is a whole nother thing uh, some, there's fucking people are, sometimes there's dogs out there so being able to protect yourself is important, um, you know, sticking up for yourself. But you know, uh, having those uh, those those events, I wouldn't have changed them. I mean, I, I would rather have been the person who um, I, I don't think. I mean, it fucked me up for a long time, um, you know, and it probably you know leaked into me being a shitty parent at times, you know. Um, but you know. You know, like you, you think about, like you, you want your kids to be tough, and you kind of put them in situations. And you know, I'm not saying I beat my kids. Um, I'm like, my kids got spanked when I felt like they deserved it, and you know, sometimes more than others. Um, and um, you know, you never feel good about doing that kind of stuff as a parent. And you, you questioned, you know, could I have been better? Um, but you know, you, you only know what you know, and can't blame anybody for the way you grew up you just grew up the way you grew up in certain circumstances and it's shitty but you have to you have to accept it right you can't live in the past and blame whatever happened to you and then keep reliving those moments I mean you have to go okay this happened and this is how I'm going to react to it moving forward and try to be better from it I mean there's no reason to, to harp on it you should never forget it I don't think but um yeah so yeah, it's kind of crazy, you know, and then, uh, you know, and then there was, there was time, and there was, you know, humbling events too, I remember, like, getting in a fight when I lived down the shore, or over, you know, I was over with this girl, and I had been drinking too much, and was out by myself, which is a bad, bad idea, drinking way too much, being out by yourself, and then, you know, you know, feeling like, you know, you can handle yourself, and then another guy who likes to fight, wants to fight you, and then, you know, you go out there and fight, and you're like, you probably had too much drink, and you know, you're not able to really take care of yourself, you know, and, 
and uh, I'm not saying I got my ass beat, but I got hurt. You know, I got my eye cracked open pretty good. Um, but you know, when the cops came to the event, then this was the thing. You know how usually when there's a fight when you're 20 or 21, 22, whatever, uh, there's usually people around. Well, we we fought in the fucking alley, like. You know, I was never afraid of that kind of stuff. Well, actually, I don't know if I was afraid. I was just like, whatever, I'm here. I'm not going to go. I'd probably leave now because I'm too old for that stuff. But, um, you know, there was no one there. And then, you know, it. we fought for, I don't know, it felt like 10 minutes. Maybe it was two. But I remember when that when the cops came, I remember they were pulling me off it, off of that guy after he had cracked me in the eye. He gave me a good, good shot. And I kind of let him do it, probably foolishly. I wasn't, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, I guess, you know, um, but yeah, I mean, that was a learning lesson, and I had to live with that, I mean, I had a fucking, I lived on the fucking Jersey Shore with a black eye, and, you know, and, uh, I missed a couple days of work, you know, I was kind of bummed out, um, but, you know, you learn, you, you live and learn, and, you, you know, you, you have to, you got to take your, you got to take your punches and you got to learn how to roll with them, you know, getting your ass beat, um, or getting a fight and getting hurt is, uh, it's humbling and it's a life fucking lesson. I've learned more about that, about myself and those situations than I know about anything. I know who I am because of that. You know, I know what scares me. I know what freezes me and, um, you know, and you want to, you just want to be the best version of yourself and you don't want to cower from that or be passive you know, I think it's better to learn how to be a fucking warrior and then learn how to be calm. Because like I said earlier, like when you watch these guys fight, you know, there's there's a mutual respect and there's something calm about that, right? And and think about the toughest people you know, you know. Uh, you know, you see them and there's like a, 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 some respect and then when they, they hug you, shake your hand, stuff like that, you're like... You know, you're in good graces. You know, it's 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 kind of a cool thing. You feel comfortable, and I think that's what fathers do with their with their kids. You know, they, the kids feel comfortable knowing that dad is there to protect them and and all that stuff. So, anyway, um, that's a lot to digest, I guess. Um, but yeah, it goes back to like you know being an artist too. You know, you gotta we we our kids aren't. You know, we should we should all try to tap into our artistry and, and, and be um, as tough as we possibly can be and, and not, in a, not in a tough guy manner, just being, you know, hard to kill in some senses, you know. Um, you know, there was a saying uh, uh, that we, a kid around with, my buddy Gabe, I told a story to him about this one time I was, I was super, really good shape, 33, 34, something like that. I'm out of club. Uh, it's when I moved back from Tennessee to Arizona, and I went to go get a beer. And I remember me and my friend Jen. She was uh, she's a friend from New Jersey, but she lives in Arizona now. We were at this bar, and um, I remember drinking. Uh, I ordered a beer, and some guy came up and tapped me on the shoulder for no apparent reason. And I turned around, and I was like, he like disappeared. He was like playing games with me. You know, and I kind of looked and kind of gave him a little head nod, like, ah, you're funny. And I was like, what a fucking asshole. But I didn't think anything out. I was like, whatever. He's just, you know, he's maybe he's high. He's just, you know, trying to get his buddy to laugh at him. So I went back, and then I went back to the bar and got another beer. Same thing. The guy comes, taps me on the shoulder, does it again. And I was like, okay, motherfucker. So I went up to him. I said, hey, you know what's funny? And I, he's like, they're kind of like laughing. I said, you do that again, I'm going to knock all your fucking teeth out of your mouth. Well, then all of a sudden, his other buddy's wearing this tight fucking muscle shirt, you know. 
starts talking all this shit to me. And I went right into that mode. Like, I was like, you think it's going to be easy? I was like, you think you're you taking me? I said, you think it's going to be fucking easy? It ain't going to be that fucking easy to kick my ass. Like, I made them aware that, like, if you fuck with me, you may beat my ass, but I'm not going to fucking back down, and I'm going to try to take one of your fucking eyes out. Like, because you tapped me on the shoulder, now you want to do that shit. Like, that's how my mind went, you know? So, the, iron, the, the irony is... The little squealy guy to tap me on the shoulder. Now I'm kind of like into it with this fucking muscular dude. Um, he goes and gets the bodyguard. This big black guy comes over and he's like, hey, man, what's going on over there? I said, man, there's nothing going on. I said, this guy's clowning with me. He keeps tapping me on my shoulder. And I told him he taps me on my shoulder. going to knock his fucking teeth out, you know. And he goes, all right, let's go. And he kind of separated those guys. And I don't know if he told them to leave or not, whatever. But um, I was pretty calm in that situation. I was pretty proud of myself that I didn't overreact and I stuck up for myself. Um, you know, and maybe that's all ego. I don't know. I mean, I could have just let it roll. But you can't let people fuck with you. Like, why would you do that? You know, why do you let people fuck with you? I mean, you should, you, you've, you, you know, some kind of energy I must have been giving off like I'm just a, a passive guy. Maybe because I'm smiling, you know, I don't know. People see there's a weakness, you know. If I come in here all hard and, like, you know, got my arms all fucking bowed, my fists all made up, and I'm, like, not smiling at anybody, I'm getting all hard looks at everybody, let everybody know how tough I am, maybe that's how you do it. But, you know, why do you want to be an asshole? Like, I don't want to be around people like that. I want to be around people that are gentle giants, you know. Uh, anyway, that's enough of my bullshit. Um, anyway, 30 Harris out. I hope you guys have a great Tuesday and, um, later.